Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Veterans Day, Monday, November 11th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Missouri's funding for higher education has not increased in about two decades. State universities are depending more on student tuition to cover costs, and that is putting pressure on students. They're having to work off campus, but they also have to live further from campus and just have less time to get everything done. We will examine Missouri's increasing cost of tuition in just a few minutes. First, the news. A group of veterans from Florissant will spend this Veterans Day performing military honors at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. As St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports, the ceremony helps recognize those who have served. Members of the American Legion's Florissant Valley Memorial Post 444 will line up with rifles and a bugle in hand to perform military honors. They're called the Honor Guard. 52 weeks out of the year, they recognize the service of veterans at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery and elsewhere. James Hunt has been the Honor Guard for more than a decade. The 75-year-old says even though it can take a toll, it's worth it. When you're standing there and the service is over and a family member walks up with tears in their eyes and shakes your hand and says, thank you, it makes it all worthwhile. It makes it all worthwhile. Hunt says the group has 10 members and is looking for more to carry on the honor guard. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. The state of Illinois is dedicating nearly $30 million to get an accurate headcount in the 2020 census. The state gave $20 million of that in grants to organizations working to engage with hard-to-reach communities. Oswaldo Alvarez is a 2020 Census Office Director in Illinois. He says the organizations have to spread the word about the census. He also says after March, the focus will shift to setting up stations for people to fill out the survey. The count begins April 1st next year. The St. Louis County Jail will provide inmates with free pads and tampons. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, County Executive Sam Page made the decision after inmates said they could not receive those needed products. Inmates at the Buzz Westfall Justice Center in Clayton have had to choose between using flimsy provided pads or paying for better quality pads at the jail canteen. Earlier this year, the nonprofit Missouri Appleseed surveyed the jail's inmates and found many made their own hygiene products from socks, toilet paper, or sheets. More than a quarter developed infections as a result of those homemade pads and tampons. Liza Weiss is the executive director of Missouri Appleseed. She says women are being incarcerated at higher rates than in the past, but the prison system is still built with men in mind. And really jails and um, prisons and administrations have not thoughtfully changed the prisons to meet the needs of women. Most states, including Missouri, don't have laws mandating free menstrual products for inmates. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Tell us what you think about The Gateway. Email feedback at stlpublicradio.org. State governments across the country are spending less on higher education, and it is pushing up tuition costs for students. Missouri consistently ranks in the bottom third for college investment in the U.S., so many of the state's universities are now relying on tuition for more than half their budgets. Kelly Knoyer caught up with students and professors in Columbia to determine how the rising cost of college is affecting Missouri's flagship university. 
Yeah, that's good. I'm going to get a fat paycheck um, in the next couple of days. The average price of tuition at the University of Missouri can now reach more than $10,000 a year. That's more than double the price tag from 20 years ago. To middle-class students like Rachel Slings, a Spanish major at MU, that price feels really unfair. Say, my grandpa, he didn't come from a super well-off background, so what he did is he worked during the summer and then he could afford to go to school. And that's not something that's even remotely feasible. Slings works 25 hours a week at the Student Success Center along with a full load of classes. She tutors freshmen in how to build their schedules, but her own schedule is too packed to follow her own advice on things like going to the counseling center. A lot of what I do is, um, a lot of it is what I'm recommending is stuff that I don't necessarily have time to do myself. MU is making an effort to help low-income students with its Missouri Land Grant, a new program that helps cover tuition for Missouri students based on their eligibility for needs-based federal Pell Grants. Slings has her tuition covered by the program. Again, I'm very, very lucky in a lot of ways, because otherwise I would be absolutely drowning in debt, slash probably would not be able to attend college at all. The state of Missouri's funding for higher education has remained static over the past 20 years, meaning investment per student has dropped by more than 20 percent since 2001. To make up revenue, state universities rapidly raised tuition in the early 2000s, until the legislature capped tuition hikes in 2007. Then, enrollment increased from 27,000 students to 35,000 students in the 2010s. Combined with recent cuts to faculty through hiring freezes, MU students are facing larger class sizes and possibly fewer opportunities. Generally, it'll lower the, the number of intera direct interactions between faculty and students. Bradley Kurz is a professor focusing on higher education policy at MU. It's fewer opportunities for students to engage on research projects or other sort of projects that are going on on campus because there's just more students per faculty member. And that ratio can be a problem for working students like the 36% of U.S. undergrads who work 30 or more hours a week, according to a 2016 Georgetown study. Kurz says there's an achievement gap for students busy with work because it's harder for them to attend office hours and to volunteer for lab hours or internships. They see sort of two classes of students, those that have the money and engage and can live close to campus and those that are don't have the money, they're having to work off campus, but they also have to live further from campus and just have less time to get everything done. Jack Hale works nearly 40 hours a week at two jobs while juggling a full load of classes. He's a junior, double majoring in Spanish and mass media communications. On a recent Thursday afternoon, I found him working his on-campus job mailing out merchandise from the student store. I didn't want to wake up early enough to join him at his FedEx job. Yeah, so start at four on Mondays, start at five every other day, um, and I usually get done on campus by about five um, because I will either have class until five or I'll work until five. Making time for office hours or anything else outside of class is nearly impossible. No, I didn't have like an actual casual relationship with a professor where I knew like if I needed a letter of recommendation I could probably ask them. If I needed their advice on something I could probably ask them. I didn't have that until this year. Hale is lucky. Though he doesn't qualify for the land grant, he's covered his tuition with academic scholarships. His family only has one loan, around $10,000 from his freshman year to deal with. Still, Kurz says all the stress and the expense of college are worth the price. Broadly, it sort of opens so many doors that the returns to college, even across degrees, is so important for social mobility. After years of dropping enrollment at MU, freshman enrollment is on the upswing, so the university seems to be weathering the storm. But with flat investments from the state, it remains to be seen how working students can make it through four years at the state's flagship campus. I'm Kelly Knoyer in Columbia.
Kelly is a reporter at public radio station KBIA in Columbia. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.